June 27th, 2023. We're in Maseche and Daf Lamed Amud Bet at the very top of the Amud. We'll begin with this Mishnah. Says the Mishnah, "En notlin eitzim min hasuka, ella min hasamuch la." The Mishnah details and makes clear it's asur to take eitzim, to take wood from the sukkah. Now, sukkah, although you and I refer to it as the sukkah that we sit in on Sukkot. Once upon a time, and maybe if you, know, if you live in a somewhat of a rustic setting, you'll talk about a sukkah as the hut which is outside that you're sitting in uh, for pleasure reasons on a hot day in order to cool off and to have some shade in some way or shape or form. Now, sukkah specifically in this Mishnah, it'll become clear from the Gemara, but Rashi already makes it clear in his words. It says, Rashi, we're not talking about in our Mishnah the Sukkah and Sukkot. We'll address why in the, in the Gemara in just a moment or two. But the statement in turn is in Notlin. We know that word Notlin as well. Nitol means to raise up. So you can't pick up wood from a Sukkah on Yom Tov. Again, on Sukkot it goes without stating, as we'll discuss in the Gemara, even on Pesach or Shavuot. It's asur. Why would it be asur to pick up and off the wood which is on the top of the hut? It's the opposite of binyan. It's stira. It would be meleket sitira. It would be uh, it would be uh, uh, dismantling, which is one of the melachot, and that would be asur. What is permitted, says the Mishnah, ela min hasamuchla. What's permitted is if you're taking wood, which is samuchla. What does samuchla mean? Well, samuchla can't. Samuch means. Um, close to, in close proximity, next to it, I can't mean that it's next to the sukkah. Of course, that's permitted. The suggestion, the understanding of the Gemara in the initial stage is that it means samuchla, means on top of it, a second layer of wood. So I have my hut, and it's covered by an initial layer of wood, and then there's another layer of wood. Now, if I took the initial layer of wood off, so yeah, I'm dismantling what was once a structure that was covered, I'm taking the roof off. If it's a second layer, third layer, whatever other layer that you have on top of it, that perhaps is what's samuchla, and in turn, the initial understanding of the Gemara is that's permitted, that's what's next to it, that's what's close to it, and it's permitted, as opposed to the initial primary wood which uh, roofs the uh, hut. So when they're saying it's, it's attached, you that it was initially actually attached and, and, and uh, fastened in? I, I don't think it's necessary. I think. Uh, and the fact that it's on top of it and resting on it, the fact that you're taking it off, we saw it as, so to speak, connected to it. Taking it off is already dismantling. You're taking it apart. As says the Gemara, well, that being the case, uh, if we're understanding it the way I introduced it to you, that second part of the Mishnah, the part that's permitted, Samuchla, meaning the second layer, Maishena, why is it different? How can you distinguish Min Hasukah Delo? Why is it on the one hand that from the sukkah, meaning the initial layer of, of, of uh, covering, I'm not even calling it sechach, you can't take off, the kasatar ahola, because in such a circumstance there are the words that we were looking for, your soter, you're detaching, you're dismantling, you're taking apart the ohel, uh, that sukkah, which is considered a structure, even when it's not tightly fastened, the roof. Min hasamuchla nameh, nameh means as well, that which is close to it, which again, we're understanding a second layer as well, kasatar ahola, it should be considered dismantling. Why is it dismantling? The initial layer is the primary layer. 
might be the primary layer, but if the words of Rashi will make clear there's something called Bitul over here. Bitul, go ahead. No, is this like where we get the building Ohel with an umbrella? So Ohel, so Asiyat Ohel on Shabbat is clearly a Melacha, you'll read about that in Masechet Shabbat and in many circumstances. Here we're on the uh, sister Melacha, the Melacha of disassembly. But sim- similar and connected to it in that respect, again, you have uh, a structure. This one's the easiest. You look at the Mishkan. What is the Mishkan? It's a structure which was built and dismantled. I mean, that's, so as a result, we have Sitira from the Milachot of Shabbat. Uh, the question in the Gemara, again, in turn is, why do we distinguish between second or primary layer? If it's second layer, we should look at it as mivutal. Uh, we know that word bitul from halacha in many circumstances. Uh, you know, it's derived from the pasuk in the Torah of ahare rabim lehatot. And you see, the Torah says you should go based on the majority. It really means with regards to a betin. You have a rabbinical court, you have a, a supreme court, and you have many different opinions. You're going to go based on the primary opinion, which is determined by the majority opinion. What do you do with the minority opinions? We derive from that. They're mivutal. They're annulled. In turn, we do it in physical matter as well. If there's something which is prohibited, something that's asur, together with something that's mutar, we know about ehad bishishim, ehad mimea, and so on and so forth. There's something called bitul, there's a bitul birov, etc. You have bitul in this context as well, just in terms of uh, um, hypothet- or just in terms of conceptualizing, well, what's the roof of this, of this ohel? I say the roof is, interesting, but the roof is at the very least everything that's on top. Why should I distinguish between first and second layer? That's what the Gemara's question is. Says the Gemara, Why is it that the initial roofing level of wood is asur? The suggestion of Rav Yehuda in the name of Shemuel is that when we said Samuch, whereas we initially were conceptualizing and seeing it as the second layer on top, it's not the second layer on top, it's rather on the side. It's Samuch la Defanot. What sort of structure do you have for that? Rashi, on the left-hand side, Samuch la Defanot, Kanim Hanizkafim. A Kane is a reed or is a rod. Uh, so you have the wall structure, uh, maybe you have canvas around her, maybe you have an actual plank of wood, and then you have next to it some, let's say, two by fours stuck into the ground, or smaller or wider, whatever it is. Sevivot la defanot, kevan shilone ergu imha dofin, ariga means weaved. They're not interwoven, interwoven with the actual walls which are being used as the structure of this sukkah. So you have extra, extra um, poles, extra reeds which are aiding it, but they're not actually connected to it. The understanding in turn of the Gemara, Labatle says Rashi Ligabe Dauphin. It's not considered a bitul to the dolphin, to the wall of the sukkah. Says when you look at walls, walls are interwoven, walls are interconnected. As a result, if this is outside of that woven structure, it's not mevutal. If it's on top of the sukkah, everything's just mixed together. So what's the difference between the top or the bottom? It's all one part, it's all one piece. 
and as a result, he can't distinguish. So the suggestion in turn of Shemuel, of Rav Yehuda, and the name of Shemuel is when we refer to in our Mishnah the heter of min hasamuch la sukkah, we mean min hasamuch la defanot, to the walls. Why was the initial... Go ahead. It might be, uh, I mean, to what extent is it more intense? It's more part of the structure, so it's, it's the roof is not this, this, this wood piece will this, this is going to fall. Well, if it's going to fall, you're probably not taking it out. You know, if, it's, if it's actually going to fall, if you're actually pulling down the sukkah by taking it out, you're doing sitirat ohel. It seems clear this is answered. This is a side accessory so wall. It's a Why leaning? Why not just adjacent to it? What does that mean? It means I have my wall and then I have a little bit of space. And then in that space, I placed a few reeds. I placed a few, uh, a few rods, a few uh, uh, poles over there. It's not a part of the structure. It's not a part of the structure. That's the point. That's why it's no time. Because of the conversation everyone's having right now. In other words, the fact that it's being used as part of the structure, although it's not actually interwoven with the structure, we're defining the structure as what's this interwoven piece? What are these interwoven pieces? That's the hidush over here. You know, they. Well, I mean, on Yom Tov, what are you using the wood for? It's firewood. So what else would, I mean, again, unless you have another use to try, if you're giving it to your animals or something of that sort, it might well, be permitted as well. I mean, even if it was cedar wood and it was right there and I put it there, I could still use it to burn because I used it as cedar. Yes. It's not a storage of cedar. Um, interesting, yes. But back to yesterday's Gemara, says Jared, not so simple because okay. if it's Muqseme Hamat Hisaron Kis, it doesn't need to be per se in an Otsar. It might be Muqseh independent of that. You see, why did the Gemara initially assume one way and then change its mind on this? Initially, it assumed that the Samuch was on top of the Sechach and then it changed to it being next to the Dauphin. It, what seems to be playing out over here is when you use the word Sukkah, What's the first thing that comes to mind? The sechach, Rashi and Masechet Sukkah in several places says, Al Shem HaSechach Nikra HaSukkah. Right? It was the reason the Gemara initially assumed, I'm explaining to you the Hava Amina of the Gemara that it was referring to on top of the sechach, is he said, Min HaSamuch LaSukkah. must have some part of the sukkah. The dolphin is only a way of getting to a structure, but the actual structure in terms of envisioning a hut is what's on top. It's a movable, so the structure is less integral, so to speak, in the vision of what the essence of this item is. It's a hut which provides shade, and as a result, we assumed it was on top of the sechach. Says the Gemara, second answer, Rav Menashiach Amar Afilu Tema B'She'en Samuch Defanot. An alternative answer, it's not a reference to the kanim, which are samuch defanot. It's rather a reference to second layer sechach. Well, second layer sechach, how could you permit that? We should have bitul, answers Rav, Rav Menashiyah, ki tanyahahi bi'isurayata. He says the suggestion is, what is the Mishnah teaching us about? It's teaching us about a circumstance of isurayata. Now you see in the word isurayata, the word asur, melech asur barahatim. When we talk about something being asur, we refer to it being restricted. Something that's restricted means it's kind of bound up. Isurayata over here is the same vision that it's supposed to conjure. It's a bundle of wood. 
Uh, so well, what do you mean a bundle of wood? Well, it goes like this. I covered my hut with an initial layer of wood and then I placed on top of it a full bundle. That full bundle, because it's bundled up, because there's some connecting mechanism, what's that, a strand or a rope which is connecting it, or whatever it is that's piece pulling it together makes it separate. In other words, I look at the roof and I say, oh, there's an initial roofing, and then you put a bundle on top. Why'd you put the bundle on top? I'm not sure. Maybe you thought it looked nicer. Maybe it helped keep it down, whatever it is. But it's not mevutal. You can't say there's bitul. Bitul, by definition, means it's something that becomes a note because it becomes mixed in. Over here, it's not mixed in. And that's why that's permitted. So, what's that? Borer, by, by definition, is the opposite. Borer is only going to be when I have a ta'arovit. Berera, the Gemara Masechet Shabbat makes clear on Dafa'in Dalit, needs to have a ta'arovit. In other words, if I have on the table a napkin that I like and a napkin next to it that I don't like, are you going to tell me I'm sifting and separating? No, they're just on the table. By definition, the fact that it's on top of it but bundled means it's not part of a ta'arovit. It's not part of a uh, one mix. Okay, that's what we have then in the Gemara. The Gemara moves on where it says, Tanya, there was a beraita of Rabbi Bar Yosef Kameh Derbi Yohanan. So as we've mentioned on more than one occasion, the way these, uh, oftentimes, these structures used to work educationally is there'd be an individual, sometimes it's un- unnamed, over here there's a name that's a provided, who would recite a beraita in front of the teacher who was in turn instructing and explaining that beraita. So here it is, in front of Rabbi Yohanan, the following was mentioned, was recited, and then they'll expound upon it. Upon it. Uh, so those so far are the words of the Mishnah. You're not allowed to take from, and we're understanding it, uh, from the top of the sukkah. Um, by extension, we understand the walls of the sukkah certainly as well, if they're integral part of it, could not be removed. There's a melechet setira, but what's permitted is min samukhla matir. inexplicably permits. He permits, sounds like dismantling. It can't be that Rabbi Shimon is permitting one of the 39 melachot. I mean, that's already something curious, something that we don't understand as we read these words. How could Rabbi Shimon say this is permitted? Concludes the Beraita, Vishavin besukat hahag bahag she'asura. So second to last statement over here. And they agree, they are equivalent, they have the same opinion, Rabbi Shimon and Hachamim, that... When it comes to Sukkat Hahag Bahag, remember Rashi on the Mishnah told us we're only referring to until this moment, a Sukkah on Pesach or on Shavuot. Hag, the Torah, when it refers to Hag without appending what holiday you're referring to, it refers to Sukkot. The Hagecha is a reference to Sukkot. So as a result, the Hachamim as well will always or will often refer to Sukkot as Had. So they agree, even Rabbi Shimon, that when it's the Sukkah on Sukkot, which is on the holiday, She'asura, even Rabbi Shimon, who's the permitting opinion, says, over there, you can't dismantle it. A second important statement. hitna aleha tena'o. For some reason, the Beraita concludes, if you stipulated, a stipulation, a tenai means a stipulation, where imagining means the following. Prior to the holiday, I said, I'd like to dismantle this sukkah, I'd like to use this sikha. 
or imagining this last line is connected to the line which preceded it. What's that? I made a condition before Sukkot, that's what it sounds like, and I say, on Sukkot, I'm going to take down some of the sechach and use it for firewood. I'm going to take down the wall and use it for something else. That's what it sounds like from the Beraita. It would be permitted. That the Gemara is going to have a lot of problem with. How could that be permitted? Um, well, after all, what are we dealing with? What's the, what's the nature of this prohibition? Right, those are going to be all issues. So again, there are three Hidushim that we saw uh, developed in this uh, Beraita. Number one, the opinion of Rabbi Shimon, who seems to be a, 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 a permitting opinion with regards to the Sukkah in general, even on Pesach and Shabbat, not even on Pesach and Shabbat with regards to dismantling. Number two, that even Rabbi Shimon agrees that if it's on Sukkot, there's a prohibition. Number three, probably the most difficult and hard to understand part, if there's a condition, sounds like even on Sukkot, you'd be able to uh, dismantle or derive some sort of benefit from it. So it says the Gemara, let's deal with this Biraita first things first. The initial words of the Biraita were the words of the Mishnah we dealt with. We explained them, we understood them. Now, so that's returning back to the words that we saw in the Biraita. The Gemara doesn't mark that for you, but you're supposed to read. Sometimes you'll have that in the Gemara. If it's a few lines later, it'll say, Amar Mor. And it'll say, the master said, and it'll go back to that statement. Over here, it's in quick succession to the Beraita. We just go back and cite those words immediately. So it's in quotation marks. Ask the Gemara, How can Rabbi Shimon be permitting um, taking down the, the top, the side, whatever it is of the sukkah? How can he permit that? It's Sitirat Ohil. That's a Melechit Sitirat. It's one of the 39 Melechot, the prohibited actions on Shabbat and Yom Tov. Amar of Nachman Bar Yitzhak, Hacha Besukah Nofelet Askinan. Hacha means here, Askinan. In Aramaic, the conjugation of Anan. Anan means us, Anachnu. If you append to the word Nun Nun at the end, it means we. Uh, so, uh, like in, in Hebrew, you would do uh, Yod Mem. In Aramaic, you do Nun Nun. Askinan, we're dealing with. So here we are dealing with what? Sukkah HaNofelet. Sounds, has, has a little bit of a reference to Sukkah David HaNofelet. It's a Sukkah, which again, we're not dealing with. We're not on Sukkot. It's the Reshav, the Beraita. But on, on Shavuot, on Pesach, but entering into the holiday, Imagine it and realize it as such. It's already, well, leave that out. Nothing entering into. On the holiday, I'm too far ahead of us. On the holiday, the sukkah falls down. Can you now, once the sukkah fell down, grab from the wood and use it? He has to make the, the condition before, before the holiday. Because Right. So then the end of the day, uh, it's, uh, it's so, so, on the onset of the Chag, it was, it was my Sukkah. Right. So Again, of Shavuot or Pesach, it's not a Sukkah Mitzvah. Right? It, wasn't, it wasn't readily usable for firewood. Right. I'll go a step further than you saying it's not usable. It's, it's, it's even more restrictive over here. It's what we call Mukzeh Mehamat Isur. The only way you could have entering into the holiday, we always talk about Ben Hashem Ashot, the period entering into the holiday, the critical time when we're defining whether it's Mukseh or not, whether it's on my mind or off, the only way I'd be able to use this wood is if I dismantled. 
Yes, even Rabbi Shimon agrees you can't dismantle. It's one of the Nimelachots in the Mishnah and Dafa'in Gimal Masechet Shabbat. And therefore, entering into the holiday, on my mind, it's so far and so distant that I'll use this wood because I'm prohibited to do the action which would get me this wood. Everybody should agree then that I can't touch this wood even once it fell down. I certainly can't dismantle Melacha. I can't even use it once it falls on its own. Mukseh. The word you used, Eli, Mukseh, we, we define it over here, Mehamat Isur. The only way to get to this would have been a prohibition, prohibitive, prohibited act. Okay. Well, what does that mean over here? So it means Rabbi Shimon, for some reason, is permitting. Says the Gemara, I'll explain. Maybe it's Rabbi Yohanan speaking. Rabbi Shimon, Again, Ta'am means taste. In Gemara terminology, means reasoning. Rabbi Shimon is consistent with his reasoning. This, just yesterday or two days ago, we revisited Rabbi Shimon. The Masechet started with Rabbi Shimon in the Mahlok between Beit Shammai and Beit Hilil. It's the famous Rabbi Shimon with regards to Mukseh, Delet Le Mukseh. Rabbi Shimon, for some reason or another, again, at some point we do need to piece together the underlying um, uh, uh, thought and philosophy of Rabbi Shimon. What, dis- what distinguishes Rabbi Shimon from Rabbi Yudah? I mean, believe it or not, th- this is for me the most exciting part of it, because if you piece together the halakha disputes of Rabbi Shimon and Yudah, even just in Masechet Beza, you'll notice they're speaking not only about the nuts and bolts of what to do and what not to do, they're talking very much about concepts and mindsets and philosophies of halacha as well. I'm not the first to discover this. I'm not, I didn't discover it at all. I read about it. Rav Zevin wrote about this, Safinat uh, Pa'aneh, and others wrote about this. But we'll get there at some point. But anyway, says the Gemara, it's Rabbi Shimon He is consistent. How's he consistent? Tanya, we have a Beraita, which teaches us that Rabbi Shimon's opinion is Motar Hashem in Shebaneva Shebekeara Asur, Verbi Shimon Matir, Motar Milashon Vehotar, leftover. Um, that which is left over from the Shemen Shebaneva Shebekeara. The circumstances, you lit a flame in one place or another, and the flame was extinguished on the holiday. You didn't extinguish it, it went down. Are you now allowed to, again, I've told you the last time we read this, I don't know, that's right, in today's day and age, we did, we did, of course, I'm just saying in today's day and age, who in their right mind is gonna use the leftover oil for anything in any way, it's got soot in it, it's, but anyway, you want to now, from, in a time maybe when you were less wealthy, uh, use the uh, oil which is left over from that lit flame, is it permitted or not? primary case of Mukseh Mehamati Sur. Entering into the holiday, you definitely couldn't get to that oil. The oil had a flame in it. You're not allowed to extinguish the flame. On the holiday, the flame goes out. The leftover oil, can I now use it? Again, Ben Hashem Ashotam entering into the holiday, there was no way to get to it and to permit it. It's not on my mind. Says Rabbi Shimon, it's nonetheless permitted. You see clearly, without defining why, Rabbi Shimon does not accept such a concept, rabbinically speaking, known as mukseh. Again, says Gemara, Rabbi Shimon le This is Rabbi Shimon le Rabbi Yohanan explains to us. Delet le en lo mukseh. He doesn't have a concept of mukseh. Ditanya, Zabiraita, elsewhere teaches. Motar Hashem en Shabbanevish, Bekiara Asur, Virbi Shimon Matir. As at this point, the Gemara is standing strong. We now have defined Rabbi Shimon's permissibility. 
The next stage is to, to, to question. Go ahead. Why? According to Bishimon, if you don't have Mukseh, what do you need a condition for? So there's no, there's no for Bishimon, let le Mukseh. This is the Bishimon who, for one, again, we had, was it Bet Shammai, was it Bet Hillel, first Mishnah, we flipped it, we went back and forth on that, whatever. We do know, although maybe to the collective consciousness today, Mukseh, in all circumstances, Israel, as, as I've mentioned more than once growing up, anything that was prohibited on Shabbat was Mukseh in my household, even though it was Melacha 90% of the time. Mukseh is just a. Uh, not all mukseh was always accepted. Not all mukseh was always normative and mainstream. As mahlok bishim, so according to bishimon, no condition necessary. What's that? Is he betilov? The Gemara had a question about this on the gimal, and we flipped it. Uh, very nice. Now bishimon, we did. I, I will tell you, bishimon, and this is what I was touching on a few minutes ago. There's something, I'll, I'll, I'll connect two already without defining why they're connected. We saw another major Rabbi Shimon Biuda in our, in our Masechet, and that was Davar Shenomit Kavin. Remember, if it's without the, I'm dragging a chair or a bench on Shabbat or on Yom Tov without the intention of making a furrow in the ground, but the furrow is made, is that permitted or not? Rabbi Shimon says it's permitted. Something having to do with the mind, well, some, there's a lot of mind stuff going on. Mukseh has something to do with mind, that does as well. I'm just, uh, I'm just, well, I'm just, I'm just no tip of. There's no Israel item anymore. That's for sure. It has to be all That's for sure. By de- Again, Jared, by definition, yeah. Mukseh, yeah. um, without confusing it, but Mukseh is haksaat dat. It's your mind. All right, says the Gemara, but we're going to leave it at that for now. Midame, says the Gemara, is it? That's a uh, uh, um, rhetorical question. Midame, are these two cases similar? Dome means to make a similarity. Are these two cases, what are the two cases? The case of the leftover oil and the case of our wood of the sukkah, are they similar? I understand and you have black on white evidence that Abishimon's opinion with regards to the leftover oil is permitted. Maybe that's easier to permit. And of course, Jared, it'll come to the mindset of the person. For some reason, a person's mindset is more on the leftover oil entering into the holiday. I'll really have that left over. I'm not just using it to light as opposed to the wood. Midame hatam, in the case of the leftover oil, hatam means there. We switch the taf with chin very, very often in Aramaic. Sham, over there, adam yoshev nero. It literally means a person sits and anticipates when the light will go out, when the flame will be extinguished. Don't think people were at any point sitting and waiting for it. You wouldn't light it if that were the case. It's an expression of saying, everybody knows it's going to go out. If everybody knows it's going, if you entering into the holiday realize it's going to go out, says it to be Shimon, yeah, of course you want it lit. Yeah, you can't extinguish in order to take the shim and to take the oil, but your mindset is it's going to go out. And as a result, it's, it's one step removed from its current state, but it's not so far off, says Rabbi Shimon. That's not Mukseh for me. It's going to go out, so there will be So oil. there will be oil, and says Rabbi Shimon, and therefore the oil's okay. However, hacha means in contrast to hata, means over here. Adam yoshevu sukato. You got it. Thank you. Um, over here, 
do you really believe that a person sitting, and of course the answer is no, and waiting, anticipating when his sukkah, when his hut's going to fall, and by definition, you built the sukkah, you have the pergola in your backyard, so that you can derive shade from it at all times under any circumstance. A candle inevitably will go out. A sukkah, the very least, entering into the holiday, will not inevitably fall. And therefore, even if Rabbi Shimon has a leniency, is permitting with regards to Motar Hashemin, he shouldn't and wouldn't, per se, with regards to our uh, sukkah, the dismantling of it, the setira. That would mean that the whole, he had before that it's going to go out. He has machshava that it will go out. So again, we're going to Pashman. Rabbi Shimon doesn't accept. The Gemara over here, and the, the, the Rishonim have been toying and dealing with this throughout, that even according to Rabbi Shimon, the suggestion is there needs to be some, albeit distant, machshava and realization that this will become accessible in order to permit. That's what the Gemara is assuming. So uh, like and, the Gemara will, and the Gemara will accept it, by the way, over here. If, if, if in today's age we have these three-day candles, we're not talking about that. We're talking about something that's like... A, you, like you might. You might distinguish in such a... You might distinguish according to this line right. of the Gemara between the two. I'm just going to point out again what Dr. Shem is pointing out is we talk and we use those words purposefully throughout. Rabbi Shimon, let le mukse. Uh, we're well, saying in the Gemara, not, not really. Uh, he just conceptually he doesn't have muksir, but has to be the thing. But then conceptually he does he have muksir, right? So muxir. so we're just we're we're narrowing yeah. the scope significantly of when Rabbi Shimon says, "I don't maintain muksir." Not that I don't maintain it at all. That's very significant. It's like, and it's like the coffee. It's like a coffee pot on Shabbat that the timer goes off. Maybe so. Like, I don't know, is it muksir or not? He could say completely not Okay, I, was, uh, I don't know about Mukseh in that circumstance, but we'll find, we can even, maybe tomorrow, we'll turn back to the first sugya, the Tosafot and the first sugya, we're already toying with this. When do we say there is Mukseh, when there's not? Uh, again, you have to then retrace all the references of Rabbi Shimon throughout Beitzah, throughout Shabbat, and say, well, I, does he hold of it over here? Does he, instead of it being clean and simple, he doesn't have such a concept. He does. He has to qualify. He has to quantify. And it says the Gemara, Amar but we're stuck right now. So that being the case, how do you explain Rabbi Shimon's opinion with regards to our sukkah? Uh, with regards to our sukkah, he was permitting. You can't tell me it's like the oil. The oil is closer to mind in terms of using it. Amar Nachman Bar Yitzhak, Hacha besukkah re'u'a askinan, it is indeed. Uh, I, I didn't say it, you did. Says the Gemara, says Rav Nachman Bar Yitzhak, here, Re'u'a means it's, well, as the word sounded. It's rickety. It is not stable entering into the holiday. Entering into Pesach, Shavuot, the Sukkah already, not that you're sitting and waiting and anticipating for it to fall down, but you know there's a good chance it will fall down. It's usable, it's like, but it's like the candle. It, yeah, I'll, I'll sit in it. The second I hear the wind, I'll jump out of it. We learned it. You're not supposed to go under kir I understand. Or maybe it's a little bit more stable than that. Maybe you shouldn't have, and you did, regardless, Jesse. The statement of the Gemara then is that the circumstance, again, this is what we call an ukimta, in order to explain Rabbi Shimon, whom we can't really understand, we are pushing in uh, a set of context 
which we didn't see at all apparent, and suggesting that the sukkah which you're sitting in was in the first place uh, rickety. Why and as that's a good point. I was thinking that as I said those words. Maybe uh, Jesse and uh, Eli, you weren't sitting in it. Keep in mind, we're talking about using the wood. Maybe I never did sit in them. Quite the opposite. Also. I entered into the holiday, I had it in the backyard. It was too rickety. Says Jess. Well said. So says, says Jesse, it's Asur. Says Eli, it's dangerous. Whatever words you want to say, you're not sitting in it or you are sitting in it. But ultimately speaking, in my mind, this is going to fall down. And since it's going to fall down, says, says Rabbi Huda, I don't care. As you entered into the holiday, Rabbi Huda says, could you pull off that wood? You can't, because that would be stira. Chad, just as good. Same thing. Says Rabbi Shimon, no, no, one second. Even though in the moments leading into the holiday, at the beginning of the holiday, the onset of the Yom Tov, you couldn't pull out that wood, uh, that doesn't make a difference. Ultimately speaking, in your mind, you did realize, although it's Asur in this, car, in this uh, moment as we're standing here, but it's going to fall down. It's, it looks like it's going to fall down. It's no different than the Motar Hashem and Shibbaneh V'Shibbake Ara that according to the Bishimon, it's permitted. No different. No different. Ultimately speaking, if it's, if it's mukzeh or it's not, right? In other words, at this point in the Gemara, we're not dealing with stira. We're not dealing with dismantle. Everybody agrees he can't dismantle. The question is, mukzeh. Rabbi Shimon would tell you in that circumstance, if it's a sukkare oa, it's permitted. Rabbi Uda would tell you, no, that's mukzeh, even in such a circumstance. Baruch Adonai Amen, amen.